As we remain standing before the Lord, we shall return to the scriptures. As our young soldiers are marching out, let's give our hand for them. Come on. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Today's message is entitled, Do You Know? Praise the Lord. So when, you are, when the question is asked, do you know? We all have an answer. What is the answer? Yes, of course we do know. Amen. Who doesn't know, right? Amen. Do you know? Praise God. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Somebody read it out for us. Amen. Father Lord, we are grateful to you for your word. We pray that you will speak into our lives and deposit your counsel within us. We yield our lives to you. May Christ be exalted in this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. I'm going to read the same verse, same verse in the amplified version. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Amen. Thank the Lord for the amplified version. Amen. Praise the Lord. The New Testament has a lot to say about the will of God. As we turn our the, the scriptures, we will find that the scripture has a lot to say about God's will for our life. With Christ coming into our lives, our life has been totally changed. We have new vision, new values, new outlooks, new attitudes, new altitudes, new perspective to life, new ambitions, new aspirations, new associations, and new appetites. Everything changes with Christ coming into our lives. With Christ coming into our lives, we are not only saved, but God puts into motion the plan and purpose of God for our lives. Praise God. For the grace of God not only just redeems us, but also reforms us so that we can be on a path ushering the purpose of God in this world through our lives. Each and every one of us are unique and important to God. Praise God. Unlike the world, unlike the government, unlike the institutions, we are not just numbers. In the sight of God, every one of us 
are unique. Praise God. Christ died for you and me alike. Praise God. Our salvation was not a wholesale redemption, but rather the salvation that we experience is one-on-one, -on -one, first hand, personal encounter with Jesus. Praise God. I am redeemed by Jesus Christ. Each and every one of you who know Christ, you have been redeemed by the Lord Jesus. And when you and I have been redeemed by him, God also has a plan, a design for you and for me. Praise God. If redemption, your redemption and my redemption is a personal experience, God wants us to know that he has a personal custom cut plan for each and every one of us. Praise God. None of us is an extra in the house of God. None of us is a standby in the kingdom of God. Yes, they may have some sitting on the bench when the basketball game is going on. But let me tell you, in the kingdom of God, in the house of God, nobody is sitting on the sidelines. God wants every one of us to be involved, to be actively immersed in the things of God. And God also wants every one of us to be rich in the realms, in the things of God. Praise God. Enriched by the presence of God. Empowered by the presence of God. Enabled by the presence of God. Energized by the power of God. God wants us to move into what he has in store for you and for me. Praise the Lord. So as we have entered into this new year, in this first Sunday, every one of us have to come to the grips. If we have not, or if we have a shadow of doubt in the depth of our heart, that every one of us are important, unique, special, treasured possession with a unique purpose and design for each and every one of our lives. Praise the Lord. Many a times, God's people feel that God doesn't have a clear-cut purpose of God concerning our lives. Praise God. Hallelujah. Listen, then we read the Bible. Many a times people are fearful about the will of God concerning their lives. They are afraid that they might have to do something that they don't like. Something God would call them out into doing something which might not be of their liking. So many people shy away from even trying to find what is God's will concerning their lives. Many are fearful that God might draft them into doing something very, very unnatural or very dangerous or would send you to some, some, some foreign mission field 
in Africa or some other place in the world. So many don't want to know anything about the will of God. They are content and satisfied by being born into the kingdom of God. Therefore, they remain as they are. Praise God. The reason that many Christian life remains dormant is because they are not activated in the realms of God. They do not venture or place themselves in a pathway where what God designs and desires of them can be activated. They would not allow God to put them into motion. The plan of God is in motion, but they would not synchronize themselves into the purpose of God so that they can be propelled into the move of God. Many a times we are afraid, praise God, that God might call us into doing something which is hard. Many a Christians feel that Christian life is boring, it's mundane, it's routine, it's not exciting, and it's dull. How many of you can agree with me? All those who agree say amen. Well, that means all of you are excited. The way you guys are seated doesn't look as if you are excited. Praise God. But let me tell you, God is not boring. Praise God. When you get to know him and realize who he is and have an understanding of his workings. Hey, how can you think that the Lord that you serve is boring and uninteresting. You just sit down and you'll go out, step out, and just look up into the star, into the skies. Think about the galaxies. Think about the solar system. You think that the Lord that you serve is uninteresting? Next time when you stand before a mirror, look deeper than what meets the eye. Think about your nervous system. Think about how your heart beats. Think about how much blood is running through your system. Think about how our brain functions. Think about how each organ functions. Just simply read about it. The psalmist says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. You think the God that we serve is uninteresting? Praise God. If you and I would start just simply following him. The problem is we are following so many people on Facebook, but we need to follow God on his holy book. We follow people on Facebook and every other day we need to find somebody new because we find that they are uninteresting. But let me tell you, follow your Savior on the holy book and I will tell you, you will have an exciting life. Praise the Lord. Amen. Don't ever kid yourself into thinking that God and his workings and his words and his ways are uninteresting. If you are thinking that, let me tell you, it's only because you are not plugged in into the purpose of God. Praise God. Don't be an outsider, but be an insider. 
God has not redeemed us and pulled us out of the world and put us into his presence so that we can remain an outsider, a spectator, an audience, but rather he wants you and me to be an insider who ushers the purpose of God through our lives. Now, if any one of you is doubtful about the nature of God's will for you. I want to pull out one verse from the Bible. We all know this verse, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Hey! These are the words God is telling to his people who are getting to go, ready to go into an exile. God is saying, listen... I know that I have a plan for you. God has a plan for each of his children regardless in what day and age you live in. What is that plan? The nature of God's plan for all of us is plans to prosper us, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Wow! Now, when I read this, I get excited because God, the Almighty, has a plan for me. In that plan, he wants me to prosper. In that plan, he wants me to succeed. In that plan, he wants me to be a conqueror. In that plan, he wants me to be a, a successful person. God wants every one of us to prosper. The problem is we have limited prosperity to the material things of the world. We measure prosperity based on the gadgets and the gizmos that we have. No, God when he says prosper is not only talking about the material goods. That is only a small portion, a fragment of what God has in plan for you. When God says he wants you to prosper, he is thinking about your spirit, man. He is thinking about your soul, man. He is thinking about your physical, man. God wants you to prosper in your spiritual realm, in your physical realm, in your soulish realm, in your relational realm, in your emotional realm, in your financial realm. In every realm, he wants you to prosper. Praise God. Listen, you perhaps might not have a lot of well-wishing. You perhaps might not have a lot of well-wishing. Maybe a few, maybe people are very close to you might be a well-wisher. Sometimes we don't have too many well-wishers for various reasons, whatever that be. But let me tell you something. God is your well-wisher. Praise God. He not only wishes you well, but he wants and will equip you to become a success. So number one, God wants you to prosper. Number two, his plan does not involve harming you. Guys, get this straight into your system. God does not want to harm anyone. If we experience any such challenges, it's Always 
because of the choices that we make in our lives. Praise God. So what do we do? Well, we'll come to that. When we touch Romans 12 too, we will know what to do. Okay, let's move on. Praise God. Not to harm you, but to give you a what? Give you a hope. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. To give us what? And hope. Just not just simply any hope that the world gives, but a hope with an unlimited scope. The hope that God gives is a hope with an unlimited scope. Have you ever tried to envision the limit or the unlimited nature of God's hope's scope? Hello. Praise God. Hallelujah. What is your hope based on? What is your hope based on? I'll tell you what my hope is based on. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. Other ground is sinking sand. My hope, a child of God's hope, is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. Praise God. I dare not trust on anything else because anything and everything that we trust are sinking sand. You and I need not be going on to the sinking sand. God has placed us on the rock. And when he did place me on the rock, he said, praise God, I have placed you on this rock to stay. Praise God. Hallelujah. And not only he placed you and me on the rock to stay, he made our going steady. Praise God. Put a new song in our mouth. As we go about with our lives, there is a song that erupts from the depth of our heart declaring the goodness of God. So the hope that God gives us is a hope with an unlimited scope. Praise the Lord. It doesn't end. God speaking through Jeremiah says, my plans for you is to give you a future. Woo! Hey, think about your future. Think about your future. Hmm. Any one of you, tell me how far did you think? Tell me how far did you think? How far did you think? When I said think about your future, how far did you think? Some thought, what am I going to have for lunch? Some thought in the evening, what am I going to do? Some in the, in the midst of it went and found a girl. Some found a boy, some got married, some had children. How far did you go? But let me tell you, the future that God talks about, praise God, is a future with no end in sight. Woo! Praise God. Think about that. 
a future with no end in sight is what God has in plan for me. My goodness. Praise God. And in order to activate a future with no end in sight, do you know what he had to do? This is what he said. I have loved you with an everlasting love. Man. And for him to love us with an everlasting love, he had to do something. He had to make us or give us everlasting life. See, you cannot love someone with an everlasting love if that entity, if that person does not possess everlasting life. Praise God. You can only love temporary people who come and walk away from our lives, but when God loved us, he loved us with an everlasting love, not only everlasting love, he showed his everlasting life, love by giving his life for us and thereby making you and me inheritor of his life, which is God's life, which is eternal life. Praise God. He made me an inheritor of eternal life. And he says, I'm going to love you with an everlasting Praise God. Whoa, 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 whoa. So I have a hope with an unlimited scope. I have a future with an unend, unend, not an end in sight. Praise God. And a God who loves me with his life. And he says, I'm going to love you with an everlasting love. My God. When you understand that this is the overall summary of God's plan for you and for me, I don't know about you, I get excited. Praise God. I get excited and I want to tell the Lord, Lord, what's next? Praise God. When you think that your God is as small or little than you are, then there is no interaction going on. But let me tell you, when you and I have an oh, oh, idea or a revelation of the greatness of God, I want to activate my relationship with me and allow God's purpose and plan, His will for my life, to be activated in me and to flow through me because I know that a great God has nothing but great plans for me. Wow. Praise God. So what do I do? Praise God. Hallelujah. Quit thinking the world's thinking and realize that God has great plans for you and for me. You know, many people think they are afraid to enter into doing the will of God. Because many think, you know, what's his name, my brother? John Chow. Many think that God will send them into some remote island like John Chow. And boy, before, how old he was, 24, 26? He was gone. 
do you think John Chow was pushed to go there and lay down his life? What do you think? Listen, in the Christian dove, in the domain where Christ rules and reigns, God's plan and purpose for each and every one of us is unique. But God never pushes his plan onto anyone. He never pushes his will onto anyone. Some of us are unique, praise God, in our calling. Did I say some of us? No. All of us are unique in our calling. Praise God. Some of you are in the intelligence unit. Some of you are all full of equipments are on the front lines. Praise God. Some of us are safely tucked away. Praise God. Just running calculators. I'm not talking about our treasurer. The brother works very hard. Praise God. But every one of us have unique setting. And if God were to call somebody in this house or in his kingdom to go and lay down their life for Jesus, praise God, let me tell you, if that's, their perp that's the purpose of God, praise God, that will happen when they yield themselves to him. What is the greatest thing one can do for Jesus? What's the greatest thing one can do for Jesus? Tell. I'm sorry? Bring somebody to the Lord. Okay, what else? Very good, thank you. Make yourself available for him. That's a very broad scope. That says that make yourself available for him for, for anything. Sister, did that include in your, in your mind when you said, yes, yes. Make yourself available for him and there is no what? There is no ifs, there is no conditions. When you said, as we sang, I surrender, A-L-L, -L, praise God, that is A-L-L, -L. praise God. What else can you do for Jesus? Save other souls? Okay, what else? What else? Come on, quick, 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 quick. I got to go. Anything else you can do for Jesus? And we are even afraid to say it. Lest the Lord hear it from above and say, on the first Sunday of the year 2019, seated in the house of God, didn't you say, I would lay down my... Somebody said that to Jesus. And what happened? Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know what that tells us? Anytime a failure happens in our life, that cannot, that should not be the end. Praise God. 
if there has been a failure in your life, that should not be the end. Praise God. Get up! God is a God of second chance. If you tell him, Lord, I blew it up big time. That's what Peter did. The Bible says he went out and wept bitterly. In that weeping bitterly, there was a communication that went between the throbbing heart of Peter and the spring that run through his eyes. He was telling, Lord, I blew it big time. Jesus came looking for him. Hallelujah. What can you and I do for him? Number one, we can live for him. Number two, we can lay down our life for him. Praise God. Let me tell you, when you live for Jesus each day, actually, you are laying down your life each day. When you align yourself to the will of God concerning your life, what you are doing is you're laying down your own programs, your own schedules, your own agendas, your own design. You are dying to yourself and you're saying, Christ, live, rule, and reign in me. Then comes the second part when somebody is willing to lay down their physical life for the Lord Jesus. That's between them and the Lord. So don't you get all fearful about that. Praise God. Listen, let me tell you. One will thrive, bloom, blossom when they are in the will of God. When you align yourself in the will of God. To the will of God. And place and position yourself in the center of God's will for your life. Do you know what happens? What happens? What does a plant need to grow? There are many things. One of them is what? Sunlight. Praise God. Water, sunlight. When a child of God is placed in the center of God's will, he comes into direct contact with the sun. Not S-U-N, but S-O-N. The sun, Lord Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, you start growing, blooming, blossoming, thriving, prospering when you align yourself in the will of God. The will of God is the platform that God creates for you and for me to reach higher up in your life. The will of God is not a place where you will be just, your, the energy will be sapped out of you. But the will of God is a platform that God has created for you to reach your God-given potential. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So what do we need to do? We need to just simply put ourselves in the 
will of God. This year, 2019, God wants every one of us to grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and grow up to the potential that God sees in each and every one of us. Hey, do you know that you are God's investment? Praise God. Hallelujah. God has deposited his spirit, the Holy Spirit, in each and every one of us. And the Holy Spirit that resides in us, that indwells in us, is not a spirit of timidity, but it's a spirit of power, of love, and sound mind. Sound mind so that I can make right choices, right decision according to the will of God. Praise God. Spirit of love so that God's love can be exhibited through me. Power to overcome every odds and challenges that comes against fulfilling the will, the design and the desire of God for my life. Quite often, we are worried. Praise God. We need to be assured of the fact that the will of God will not take us where the grace of God will not keep us. Praise God. Do you think that your assignment is tough and hard? Do you think that you have a burden unlike anybody else? Praise God. Let me tell you, if that burden has been laid on you by the Lord, if that task has been entrusted to you by the Lord, he releases the measure of grace that is needed to live up to the calling. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. So what do we do? Well, the Bible says, you and I can learn from the Lord Jesus who did what? Jesus said this in John 6, 38. I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Lord Jesus, who is our role model. Why is our role model? Because it's a good thing to say? No. The writer of Hebrews says, looking unto the author and the finisher of our faith. Yes? Looking unto who? Jesus, who is the author and the finisher of our faith. We have to run our race with perseverance, laying aside every weight and sin that easily besets us. Look to him and run so that you and I can reach. Reach what? Reach the heights that God has ordained for us. Reach the destiny that God has for us. Reach the destination that God has in store for us. For that, we have to align ourselves with the will of God. Jesus said, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Look what Jesus said in John 4.34. Jesus said unto him, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Praise God. Hey, 
seek joy, happiness, nourishment in your life by doing what God expects you to do. And don't think that's just limited to, to, to coming in the house of God and doing something in the house of God. It could be your vocation. It could be your career. It could be your choice. You are strategically placed wherever you are by the Lord to usher the kingdom of God and to usher the purpose of God through you. You are the channel. Praise God. But you and I have to come to grips like Jesus said, my meat, in other words, my food is to do the will of God who sent me and to finish the task. In other words, he's saying, what drives me? What propels me? What energizes me? It's not bread and butter. It's not hamburger and soda. But the desire, the will of God. Can you imagine? Jesus is saying, food is replaced with the will of God. That doesn't mean that you should not eat. That means priorities are different. Praise God. Priorities are different when you understand the will of God for you and align yourself to the will of God. Even the elementary things or basic things or things which are absolutely needed become second in place. And what takes priority is the purpose of God for you and for me. Praise God. I love that verse. This is what the Lord says. My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. Turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, finish the work. Praise God. Isn't that cool? And you guys thought that Jesus was uninterested. Praise God. Through every odds, through every challenge, which was what? Threatening, intimidation, physical harm, mental harm, every attempt of assassination on Jesus. Jesus said, my desire is to do the will of the one who sent me and to finish the task. Woo! That's why the writer of Hebrews says, look unto Jesus, who is what? The, he's not only the initiator, but he's also the finisher. So look to him and derive strength from him and allow that strength and inspiration to run through our system and put that employ, that power that worked in Jesus to work through you and me to fulfill the will of God concerning us. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Is it the same power? Yes. The Bible says the power that raised Jesus from the dead is going to do what? It's the same power that rules and reigns in me. Unto him who is able to do much more than what we ask or imagine according to the power of God that is at work within us according. The problem is how much are we yielding? 
Praise God. Psalmist just puts it like this, Psalm 48, Psalms 40, verse 8. I desire to do your will, my God. Your law is within my heart. I'm going to conclude that because the time is up and we'll continue with it next week. I desire to do your will, O God. Your law is within, within my heart. Hey, if you have to do the will, just do the will, right? What is this? Listen. If you have to do the will, you need to have the one who wills his word to take seat in our heart. Without the word of God in our heart, we will not know the will of God concerning our life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thy word have I hid in my heart so that I might not sin against thee. Praise God. So the word, Holy Spirit, is in residence. The word taking residence in me allows me to do the will of God. As we conclude, who has taken residence in us? The word, W-O-R-D, or the W-O-R-L-D. Only one alphabet difference. Is it the word or the word? If it's the word, we just need to dethrone it. Push him out. Push him out. Tell your neighbor, push him out. Push the world out. And allow the word in. That's the only way we can do the will of God. Hey, God wants every one of us to prosper, to be successful. He wants every one of us to have a hope with an unending scope. And a future with no end in sight. And if that has to be activated, you and I have to become a child of God. And allow the word to take residence in our heart. Praise God. All eyes closed. We're starting a new year. It's a new year. It's the first Sunday of the year. As we prepare ourselves, as we have already put ourselves in the seat, and many of us are already in motion, shall we pray, Lord, I want to do your will. And I want to take God's word into my heart so that what you desire from me will be fulfilled. Lord, I don't want my life to be wasted. Hey, don't waste your life. Don't waste your opportunities. Every opportunity is a God-given opportunity. You mean everything to heaven. You are heaven's investment. Jesus shed his blood for you. He has redeemed you not with corruptible things like silver and gold. He has redeemed you with his precious blood. You are precious to God. If that be the case, he has a special plan for you. Will you say this beginning of the year, Lord, 
here am I. Here am I, Lord. Praise God. I know there is no draft system with you, Father. It's a hundred percent voluntary work. Here am I. I yield myself to you. I want to do your desire. I want to do your will. Not only just start it, but I want to finish it, Father. Are you that person? If you are, you can just slip your hand up. That's a testimony to the Lord. Lord, I am available to do your will and to finish the task at hand. If your hands are up, by faith, hold on to his hand. By faith, hold on to his hand. Now let there be a fast grip, your hand gripping his hands. uphold you with this righteous right hand. Praise God. Even when you feel that you're going to fall, falter, or fail, if you're giving your hands into his hands and allow God's word in you, praise God, in moments of weakness, he will empower you to fulfill the task in him. My Father, I commit my hands into your hands. And I pray for every brother, every sister in the house as they have raised their hands and as they say, Lord, we place our hands into your hands. Take a hold of my hand, our hand, and lead us this year in the paths of righteousness, in the highway of holiness, in the will of God. We know that your will will not take us anywhere where your grace cannot keep us. So we resign ourselves into your mighty hands. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless. We're going to sing.